Have you ever had a civil discussion with someone you disagreed with or who had a different perspective than you? If you have, what did you learn? Here on The Moderate Review, we try to have these kinds of discussions. So, let's talk. On this episode of The Moderate Review, I continue my discussion with Gabby Perez-Pino. So, let's talk. So as we're kind of continuing on with this discussion, so Cuba is under a communist regime. And so if you don't mind me asking, what kind of communism is Cuba under? Because I know with Russia, the Soviet Union, it was Marxist-Leninism, or yeah, Leninism, yeah. Yeah, that's the same. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's, and then in China, it was Maoism, which, you know, basically had the same ideology with, you know, with Marxist, you know, with Karl Marx's ideology, but they kind of twisted it a little. And so in Russia, it was more of like the, I guess, the city people fighting. Whereas in China, it was the, the the farmers really revolting and fighting, you know. And so, what was what kind of communism or brand of communism is Cuba under? Yes, definitely Marxism, Leninism. That's what they teach you at school. Even at night, when you're at home resting, you want to turn on a movie, you can't. There are only four channels in Cuba, and one of them has always something called university for all that's what it's called and they're in that channel 24 7 they're teaching you about mars about lenin about communism etc so definitely marxism leninism now that they because they're a dictatorship they apply any kind of communism they want at the end it's one communism you know mm, yeah it doesn't matter which leaders exactly they're following at the end one ideology to have someone in power a few in power and the rest yes all the same but all poor miserable and hungry so what are uh, some myths about communism you would like to debunk first of all free things because i see a lot of people here in the u.s are aiming to have free things i want to say that nothing is free okay everything has a cost and I know that because I lived through it. For example, free healthcare. If if I could show you right now the pictures of the hospitals in Cuba, you would understand that unless you pay for something, you're not going to have a good service because the hospitals in Cuba look like a building from World War II that has been bombed. Everything is broken. There is no water, no electricity. The doctors don't have resources to treat patients. They're... Uh, insects everywhere um the worst the worst in cuba we don't even have how do you say like um materials that you can just use and throw away no you have to reuse everything everything is reusable so we don't even have things that they, the doctors used to treat patients that were from the year i don't know 60s or 70s oh. okay oh man so and that's all ob- that's very obvious right if you go to a hotel in cuba Everything looks fine. Everything looks great. Looks like you're in a different country. But why is that? Well, because the tourists pay for it, you know? Mm. So we need to understand there are no free things. All the health care that I had in Cuba, I wish I could have paid for it because it was more expensive for me at the end to fix everything they didn't fix. And there is nothing more valuable than a human life, okay? You can pay and save a human life. But in Cuba, you couldn't. And I could tell you many stories about that, but I don't think we have time. 
And another thing is education. Do you really want free education at the cost of learning what they want you to learn? I will leave that question in the air. And if I may ask for clarification, is that like in like public schools or is that universities, the university level? Every school in Cuba, everything, every single service belongs to the government. There are no private anything. Everything is the government. So everything is taught at schools comes from the government. All right. Is there another, I guess, misconception you'd like to debunk? Successful careers, maybe. Because they think with free education, we have great professionals. That's actually not very true. We used to have great professionals in the past when we used to be to still be dependent on the Soviet Union and we have resources to teach and to progress in your career. But nowadays, you can't even choose where you want to be. As I said before, you you have to, to learn what they want you to learn. And for example, if I would like to be a doctor, I couldn't be a doctor because there were only two uh, positions to be a doctor, to study to be a doctor. So where many kids... And many kids want to be a doctor, want to be a teacher, and they can't. They can only be what the government wants you to be. And there is no way you can be, you can have a successful career in Cuba because, first of all, you have to work for the government. As a doctor, you can only earn $20 a month. And by the end of all your hard work in your life, what you're going to earn as a retirement is going to be $8 a month. Oh. Wow. No one in your life, even if you were very smart, you were a great student, no one in the world could ever know about you because you're just Mr. Nobody in Cuba. This next section that I kind of would like to talk about. So like, I know that I guess I wouldn't say maybe apologists for communism or more proponents for communism. Um, they've kind of said, you know, have some claims how they would kind of explain away why communism hasn't worked. And so and you kind of talked about them already. But one of the things that I've heard, I've heard said about why we should have communism or why communism is communism is so bad is because communism hasn't been executed correctly. Basically, the communism was supposed to be for the people, but somehow, you know, they have a strong leader that ends up becoming a dictator. And so do you ever see maybe communism possibly even working? And if so, what would be the circumstances that would allow it to work? Yes. Um, first of all, I'd like to say that, yes, communism has been tried. Each time it has failed. Um, in Cuba, communism has been tried. Now, that's how communism works. You can't say it hasn't been tried because that's what it is. Communism is an ideology. If you read the books of Marx and, and if you study Lenin and everything, well, Marx was the great of, of the ideology. But if you read about um, his work, his books, you will understand that it's a great ideology. It would be great for everyone to have the same things, to to have the same kind of cars, to and everyone be rich and happy and great. But that is impossible because we are all human beings. And as human beings, we are always going to want to go for more. Mm. And we're always going to have higher goals. And many people, many human beings, in order to do that, they're going to make colors go down or even if they don't make colors go, go down at the end we each work differently some people work harder than others some people gain more money than others and that's what makes capitalism great that everyone has what they work for everyone has their the rewards of their work there is nothing more satisfactory than that than to know that you worked and that you earned your money 
if I stay at home every day and there is someone working hard, do you think I deserve the same amount of money that he's making? I no, don't no. because I'm not yeah. doing anything. So what communism wants is that everyone is doing the same. And that's impossible. We all have our own challenges. We all have different opinions, different reasoning or thinking or critical thinking ways. So it's just impossible. We're not the same. Another counterclaim, you know, why we should, why one should have communism is that there is equality and freedom for all. How would you respond to that? There is no freedom in communism because in order to be the same, to everyone be the same, to have equality, you have to act the way that someone wants you to act. And that is not freedom. Everyone should have the right as human beings to go for whatever they want to do in life. We don't have to do the same as others. No, we, we can choose. We can make decisions. So, yes, communism is not freedom. What was the other thing you said besides freedom? And there's equality for all. Equality for all. Definitely not. People in the government, they're definitely going to have more power and make more money than you do. Here in the U.S., I've seen people that are not politicians that have more money than politicians. And around the world, too, I've heard of people that they just had a great business and they actually have more money than a president. But in, in Cuba, in communist countries, in China, China is not completely communist like Cuba, like not that strict. But let's say South Korea, it's another big corporation. Sorry, not North Korea, my bad. North Korea, for example, you think someone's going to have more money than the president? Of course not. Hmm. When they get to the power, they like the power and they like the money they're making. So they stay there. Another counterclaim to um, why I guess people advocates for communism is that capitalism is unstable and reliable and that a communist system is more reliable. How would you respond to that? Um, I don't even know what how to answer that question because after everything I've lived, I think I'm a living proof of how that is not true. Because in under a communist regime, there is zero stability. You don't know what you're going to eat tomorrow. You don't know what is going to happen to your family tomorrow. Here in the U.S., you have more stability. You know that you can set goals. You can work little by little. You reach them. So it's like you have your life plan. You have stability in your life. Now, talking about a social level of this question... I would say that there are always, uh, you know, like here in the U.S., it happens to social groups and not wars, but like arguments between social groups in the society, right? That happens in every country. But here in the U.S., one thing you can have in mind is that no matter what social group you belong to, no matter what organization you are going for, if you're going for Black Lives Matter, if you're going for Greenpeace, yeah, any kind of organization, the law is always going to be the same. Mm. If you do wrong, you're going to be judged the way you need to. If you are a good citizen, no problem. Now in Cuba, no matter if you're a good citizen, no matter if you have good morals, you can be thrown in jail. For me, that's very unstable for a mm. system because you never know what's going to happen. They're always changing policies. It's not the same policies every year and big changes. It's not like a little policy policy here. No, it's 
big changes, big loss that they just put in and take out every single year. Can you get an example of like some of these policies that you're talking about? Yes, for example, two days ago, after the protest in Cuba that started last Sunday, the government opened or set a law that would let people, Cubans from the U.S., to go to Cuba and bring as many medicines and food as they like without having to pay an extra price. Before Sunday, before the protest started, you were not allowed to do that because the U.S. embargo wouldn't let you do it. So see how they play with the citizens, how they mm. set laws and take out laws depending on what is convenient for them. That's how it works. Every year is the same thing. Now, if you're caught in Cuba with a dollar, you go to prison. That used to happen in 1994, too. You couldn't have an American dollar in your pocket because you, you could go to prison. Then in 20, 2020, actually, I think, the government finally let you have dollars. And now, because the price of the dollar was going up, the value of the dollar was going up and up and up, they said, everyone, give me your dollars and we'll put them in the government bank. No one can have a dollar, an American dollar anymore. And so kind of going back a little bit, so I kind of did talk about some other, other guess, maybe uh, people who are advocating for communism. Is there like, has there been like another reason what people have been saying why we should have communism? The, what I've heard the most is that people want communism because it brings equality to society, because they're not riches, they're, everyone has the same economic status and social status, and because it brings great healthcare and education for free, so everyone has the the opportunity to to have an education and healthcare, and also because they say that U.S. and big countries, very advanced countries, I would say, they take advantage of the poorest countries and their natural resources for their own good, but you have to understand that. That's okay because, oh, my, not okay, sorry. I'm trying to put the right words in my mouth. It's hard You're because good. it's not You're my good. language. I'm You're trying good. to say that every single country always try to do that. Cuba does it itself because they all want to enrich themselves from others. If you don't have natural resources that you need to take your country ahead or to have more money for yourself as a government uh, member, you need to explode other countries. So Cuba does the same thing with Venezuela. The U.S. does it with other countries in the Middle East. Well, Cuba does it with Venezuela. And it's just something that applies to every single country. So I don't think that saying that big countries or capitalism is uh, taking advantage of little or small countries, poor countries, is an excuse to implant or to support capitalism in the U.S. or in any other country. I mean, socialism or communism in any other country because the fact that the communist regimes hide that they do that is just it's just crazy they they hide it and they blame everything on big countries on the u.s especially and you don't know maybe you don't know that cuba is doing that just because they hide it hmm. yeah i never knew that i guess my question which i guess we probably should have started off was why or how did these protests start or when did they start and why did they start well, the protest started last Sunday on July 11, since last year, or I would say there has always been little protests in Kiosk, you know, like few people, one person here and there, but people were very scared for many years. 
brainwash. It has been three generations already under this regime where you can't talk. But now my generation in Cuba, and I'm very proud to say that young people, they are finally coming out. And something that I think could have been an incentive, to, not an incentive, like, um, what's the word? That could have pushed people to go out to the streets and to protest. It was definitely the COVID problem. Why? Because with COVID and sanctions to a country, because Trump closed a lot of ways to get money from the U.S. to Cuba. So with all these sanctions and with COVID, the country was dry, as you would say in Spanish. There was money for the no money for the dictators and. They had no way to provide for anyone. Another thing that highly influenced people going out to the streets now, internet. We didn't have internet in Cuba until like two or three years ago. And this past year is when people have gotten more internet because it's been spreading. And sometimes they even download things that they see on the internet and they share it with others that don't have internet. Internet is really expensive in Cuba, but the fact that they, that some of them are having it is very important because this way people are seeing things that they didn't see before. They're learning, they're seeing other points of view, and they know that they have been living a lie for years. One of my final questions I have is, and you've kind of already talked about it, but why should we oppose communism? Why should we utterly and totally reject it? I think that we should always advocate for freedom and communism is opposition of freedom. If we implant communism in the US right now, we would never be allowed to to be what we want to be, as I said before, not even to talk, to express ourselves. They're going to take our guns away and then look at Cubans. Look what they're doing to Cubans now. They're shooting Cubans and Cubans can fight back only with stones. If you really love freedom, I would say you need to appreciate what you have here in this country and never support communism. Never support communism because that ideology has made millions of people die from hunger, from disease, from dictators, from other communists that were not dictators but they were their neighbors, their family members. So I would, I could never, as a human being, I could never support an ideology that has killed so many in masses, never. And I think everyone that, that has a simple common sense of what humanity means could agree with me. My last question I have for you is, um, if we wanted to learn more about Cuba or these protests or even more about you, uh, where would uh, my listeners go? Well, my Facebook page is full of Cuban things. If you want to learn about Cuba, you want to have the point of view and the facts that someone who lived in Cuba shows, go to my Facebook account. Uh, um, it's under Gabriela Perez Pino. Gabriela with only one L and Perez with Z at the end. I'm friends with Jack too, so you can look me up and... Everything on my profile is about Cuba. I rarely post anything about myself or my personal life because I think it's very important to spread the, this information. And I think it's very important that my American friends, my European friends, because yes, there are a lot of communism supporters in Europe. So I think all my friends on Facebook 
and as many people as I as as possible. They should get informed. They should learn the truth. I want to take a moment, Jack, to say that there are many newspapers and posts on social media, TV news, that are saying that what's going on in Cuba right now is only because Cubans want food, Cubans want more medicines, and because of the U.S. embargo, like Black Lives Matter just said. I want to say that Cubans are out in the streets because we want freedom once for all, because we're not scared anymore, we're already seeing what the truth is. With internet, we're finally seeing it. We know what's inside now. We don't live in Plato's cave anymore. I want you to know that Cubans are up for freedom right now. There are people dying on the streets. And if you watch any of the videos, what they scream is libertad. And that in, in Spanish, it means liberty, freedom. They're, they're asking for freedom, not for food. We already have been without food for years. We don't care about food anymore. We want freedom. Once we have freedom, we're going to have food. We're going to have medicine. We're going to have everything we want. And that's also the main reason why my family and I came out of Cuba. We didn't come out of Cuba because we wanted to have a car. We wanted to have a nice job and buy a TV set and no, or to buy a house. No, we, we went out of Cuba. And we were very, very poor. We still are kind of poor in this country. We're poorer than we were than we were in Cuba, but still we're happier because we're free. This concludes my interview with Gabby. The views expressed in the moderate review are solely of the individuals participating, and not necessarily of the organizations they are affiliated with. If you enjoyed what you've heard, please tell your friends. And please follow us on Twitter at tmodrev, that is the letter T, modrev, one word. Until next time, I'm your host, Jack Taggart.